Well, I sat down to uh, record, and then I decided, you know what, um, I'm going to make some coffee with my new French press. So, this intro is actually not uh, anything to do with the video, but uh, hint, Monday release, you may or may not see a short on Monday as well. That may or may not pertain to what I just said. Hmm. Anyways, I'm going to do that, then we'll get into the topics. Hello, welcome back to The Q, name still pending with your host, Quinn or Nerd. Hello, how's it going, guys? What's happening? Um, how about that extra special spicy uh, plus extra edition, you know, mega ultra Saturday episode that came out? How'd, uh, how'd we feel about the Minecraft chat? Um, the server admining um, was pretty exciting. Um, uh, as of recording, it is Thursday. Uh, Minecraft just had a live stream about voting for new mobs to add potentially to the game. So there's some stuff going on there. I'm not really too concerned about it because honestly, um, they all kind of fit the new direction that Mo Yang has been going. So I don't have any hate for any of them and I don't particularly want any of them in there either. Um, I have no stronger feelings either direction. So for me, that's kind of whatever, you know. If any of them get added, that'll be cool. If they don't, that's fine. It's not going to bother me any. Um, so that's Minecraft update, um, but as you heard in the uh, beginning, um, yes, I did record a short. I currently have all of the video files in, uh, Vegas right now, Sony Vegas 16 Pro Edition, and I'm just sipping the coffee that I just made. Um, to give you a sneak peek, um, they should release it about the same time. Hopefully I can schedule them both for Monday at 2 p.m., so as you're hearing this, go head over to my YouTube channel, Nerd. Actually, no. You know, I'll put it on Nerd because I want to do some shorts. So I'm going to start working on shorts there um, to see what kind of growth that can get. I'm going to rebrand it slightly. I would like to put it on my Quentin Ridgely channel, but nobody's subscribed to that one. And this is Nerd that I discuss on here. So I'm going to put it on there. Um, if it doesn't really fit in, in with the uh, 83, 86 people. Sorry, there's 86 people that are subscribed, but they don't. Um, find it enjoyable I might shift it to the other channel it really just depends on how I'm feeling but that one's gonna go to the owner channel to get the most views kind of thing um, just to kind of get it out there and get um, people's thoughts on it so um, the brand was important Joe we got it at Coverbridge Festival in Bridgeton um, they are a coffee company based in Indiana um, who source their raw beans from Ethiopia and they are also part of some kind of uh, feed the hungry children charity I don't know exactly how it works but um, we give them money some of the proceeds go to that charity which is pretty hype um, for impoverished countries it's not here in America it's Ethiopia and surrounding African nations so that is very exciting um, but the one I one I made I couldn't even tell you what the name of it was but it, um, it's the berry blend so it's got blueberries strawberries honey um, and I think it's cashew and almond undertones um, and I pair it with just a tish of sugar because I do like the sweeter coffee. Um, and then I put heavy whipping cream in because our milk is currently expired. Um, we're getting some more this weekend, but I am out of milk. So I used heavy whipping cream, which I also use when I make chicken Alfredo sauce. So we're 
just alfredo sauce. I guess you don't have to add the multiplier of chicken, but um, my alfredo sauce that I make from scratch, I use heavy whipping cream, so I usually have about a liter of that on hand at all times. So that's a good backup um, because I don't really like using powdered creamer or liquid creamer because the consistency isn't always right. It's really thin, and I prefer a thicker consistency of coffee nowadays now that I'm drinking it closer to black, less sugar, and less creamer in it. Um, so because, you know, I use milk more. Um, so the heavy whip is a little bit thicker than what I'm used to. And then, of course, I put extra honey in there to get the organic sweetened. But adding that regular raw sugar, um, cane sugar, does kind of give the extra... The extra pinch of sugar helps, for me anyways. I think it tastes better. So that's how I blend my coffee. It's about, for those that care, I don't know the exact ountage, but it's measured to about five tablespoons per... 19 to 20 ounces of water that I put in my French press and then I let it um, steep for about five and a half minutes um, and then of course you know I press it down and then I pour it as you will kind of see in the video I kind of I kind of showed how I did it but it may not be real time depending on how I ramp and slow-mo different clips depending on the music in the background but that was um, an idea that I've had for a while, and that's not going to be the final iteration of it either. I'm going to slowly upgrade all of the pieces that go with it. I'm going to add in a grinder so I can grind whole beans. As you can see in the background of the clip, I have a few of Dakota's favorite blends. I believe at least one of them for sure is a coffee bean. I haven't looked at all of them yet, but I know one of them is a coffee bean, so i got to get a grinder. So that'll be an element that gets added. Um, and then also I'm going to work on getting a compact version of the tea kettle to better distribute the water. Um, when I pour it in there instead of just the fat nozzle of the tea kettle. Um, but all those things to be said, my morning routine is getting more complicated now that I have more time. I'm actually consistently getting up at 5 o'clock now, as I've said before, and I usually don't leave till about 7.40, so I have a solid hour to two hours to just do whatever in the morning. So um, having an activity to do helps me wake up and i think is good for both your body and your mind because it does you're not you know on your phone which i've discussed this in previous episodes about um both automating friction away and also one of the other um understanding technology both of those episodes i talk about uh the theology that i have on using smartphones and a little bit about social media but for me, I know that if I'm on my phone, it tends to strain my eyes, gives me a headache, lowers my energy and my mood. Um, I'm less less talkative, less creative when I'm on my phone, um, especially in the morning, starting in the morning. So having the um, operation of waking up, immediately getting in the shower, coming and then making the coffee instead of letting it brew while I'm in the shower, um, it adds that extra level of awareness and cognition and it also you know boosts your mood because it's like i crafted something i did something productive and then the payoff of being able to drink a nice cup of coffee while i'm sitting at my desk doing research is fantastic so that's a good mood booster um it's pretty easy um easy way to get those door endorphins you know the dopamine uh, and all the other serotonin and all that all those chemical brain chemicals um, getting all of those in, especially as early as possible, really boosts your mood throughout the entire day and makes you feel more productive and ready to do things in your day. I've noticed that I've been a lot more productive at work um, and also, you know, conversations and projects that I've been working on that have been 
you know, dragging their feet, um, it makes me feel more productive to do those things. So that short is a combination of all of that, that I've been updating my routine and shifting my um, morning expectations, um, which is all fantastic. And then the next step in that is actually to be, I did decide to go with the Verizon plan to get that free iPhone 12 mini. Um, and I've spent about the whole day watching iPhone 13 and 12 mini reviews and tips and tricks and how to improve your battery life and day in the lives and full day routines of using the phones and what people liked and didn't like about them. I've watched both sides. Um, and across the board, everybody has come to the same conclusion that I had was that if you have this phone, you will use it less and you should get an iPad. <laughs> Almost every single person that I watched said that you should get the iPad uh, Pro, not the most recent model, the one that came out, but the one that came out in like 2019. They said get that one or get the iPad Air 4, which is one I've been looking at, which one that came out in 2020, because that form factor is a larger screen, which makes you feel like you can consume larger media on there um, and do you know your bigger tasks that you normally do on your iPhone 11, 12, or 13 Pros. Um, and have the same fidelity that you would on those devices. And the only things you're really missing on camera is the telephoto and also the um, Micron camera, which is the one that zooms in a lot and has high quality, but you still have the wide angle and the amazing 12 pixel um, or megapixel camera, which is the same in all of the other uh, 12 and 13 phones. So that quality is going to be fantastic. And I. I'm pretty good at keeping my battery. Actually, I keep. I don't think my battery's ever lower than 30%. I don't think my phone ever gets that low. I'm generally pretty good about at about the 45 to 50 mark. I plug it in and get it back up to about 70 to 80. That's usually about noon, one o'clock that that happens to me with my XR, which that's full screen brightness. It's not that bright. It's only like 600 nits or something like that, but it's still really big. Um, so I am working on slowly adapting how I use my phone to already be in the workflow of the 12 mini by the time that I get it which is coming in October 29th just before the 30th and 31st which is trick-or-treat weekend and holiday um, for Halloween but the 29th is Ambrose's birthday I'm not sure what we're doing there but I'm taking the entire day off anyways to receive the shipment of the phone um, and make sure everything's set up and good to go as well as to have time to celebrate Ambrosia's 22nd birthday. So that will be exciting. And if you don't know who Ambrosia is, that's Boston's older sister. She's a year older than her, two years younger than me, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's how that works. Technically, she's two years younger. She'll be 22 at the same time that I'm 22, so I guess it's only a year and some odd, but she's two grades lower, right? Yeah. No. Yes? Yes. I can't remember if she's two years. She's the same age as Noah, so maybe she's only a year younger. Yeah, she's only a year younger. Boss is two years younger than me. I got it. We're good now. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do some math there. I was confused. But yeah, she's only a year younger than I am. Um, and so I'm not sure if we're going to go to St. Louis or if we're just going to Tuscola because there's a restaurant that she likes there that we might go to for dinner. I'm not sure. But we'll be celebrating her birthday regardless. And I'll have a new phone. So I won't have a full day with that by the time that you hear another podcast. Um because it looks like looking at the calendar i will have today thursday i will have uploaded on monday the 18th 
and then I won't have another time to record until that following Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, um, which potentially I have two because it's a nice Saturday recording day. You make it another extra special. Um, actually, uploaded on Trick or Treat Day. Um, the day before Halloween, so I'll, that'll make it an extra spooky event. Uh, I'll probably talk about Halloween movies and other such um, happenings for Halloween. will probably be in that episode, which will be dropped on the 30th, around noon, 2 o'clock, same as usual. Um, and then um, I'll potentially record Friday or following Sunday, just depends on what happens throughout the day, um, which day I record. Probably going to be on Sunday just to allow that extra time. Um, and then I won't have, I won't have the phone for the 25th or the first episode, you know, the, the first of November, I won't have that, but I will have that phone for at least an entire week, if not two full weeks before you hear, um, the following podcast. So there'll be three podcasts that'll come out before I actually have the phone. And then the one after that, I will tell you, um, when I do have it and I'll have, I'll have it for about a week and a half so I can have a really good, uh, understanding of how the workflow will uh, be affected by the smaller phone. I'm going to go ahead and take another drink here. Sorry. So that's my calendar for the rest of October is you'll probably get three more episodes. Um, I'm pretty excited about it, especially the phone. I'm really excited about getting the phone. Um, because it'll be new, it'll be a, it'll be my largest uh, phone purchase, which surprisingly will actually be the freest version because it's only eighty dollars a month for the phone plan because I get the phone for free. But it will be nice to go back to the um, not roots per se, but go back to the form factor of my original phone. I originally started with the five S, which was that nice little brick before they updated to the sleek, in my opinion, the ultimate phone. The iPhone 7 was the best design, and then the XR is the best refined version of that. I've loved the 6 and the 7. Those are my first main driver phones. Um, and then, of course, I just jumped straight to the XR. Um, I believe the XR is the ultimate phone of the entire lineup. If you're going to own any iPhone at any point, the XR was the one to have. Um, and then after the XR camera was really all they focused on both hardware and software and then everything else was just like the cherry on the bottom of the ice cream <laughs> it wasn't anything fancy and they didn't really care about it but it was nice to have them and they were features that took way too long to need to be there kind of thing um, but the xr is the best when it comes to form factor um, being able to wirelessly charge or fast or plug-in charge both fast um, the small camera that was still high quality, both the front facing and the rear are both amazing cameras. They're both 12 megapixel, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe the inside 126. Um, the ability for face ID was legit and it's actually good. Um, the screen is actually very strong and resistant to scratching or um, you know anything like that. And then the back hardly ever cracked. I've, I cracked it the first week and I've had the phone for two years now and it hasn't gotten any worse. Granted, I have had a phone case on the back of it um, on and off for that time period, um, but I never noticed my finger snagging on anything or having any issues with overheating or anything like that. Um, the battery life is still at technically 85% of its full capacity. Um, so it's a great phone all around. I highly recommend the XR as 
a phone for anybody, especially a starter phone, but it is the ultimate phone in my opinion. So if they could just keep the same form factor and the same design and just upgrade the insides every like two to three years and then release that version again, I'd buy it because it's that good. But unfortunately they didn't. So I'm moving on to the mini series because I like the small form factors. The um, 12 and 13 Pros were too large and had too many camera features that I didn't care about. Um, now, that being said, I will record a lot on the 12. I plan to replace my current DLXR um, or DSL, I don't remember exactly how you uh, call the, um, the camera that I use. It's a mirrorless camera that I normally shoot on. Um, I'm going to just convert that into a webcam and use my iPhone as my daily daily uh, photography and film camera because it'll be so small and so light um, and I'm already working on the work the uh, yeah the flow chart of how to convert video files into usable Sony Vegas files um, shouldn't be too bad that environment is too difficult to traverse but that's the plan there so expect videos to be made on the iPhone 12 um, and I'll make that known in the videos that I make um, how they're being shot but I plan on moving that DSLR to a webcam only because that'll improve the image amazingly compared to this Logitech 1080 that I've had for like six years. So expect my Discord calls to look very clean in the next month or two <laughs> because I'm gonna buy the Elgato Cam Link and um, a couple better key lights um, and then get, get some decent software to make the DSLR look really good as a webcam, which will then improve my gaming videos um, as well as my um, internet phone calls on Discord and any other um, podcasts that goes to video, I'll also do as well. That will be my main camera. So expect some improvements there just by getting this new phone. So there's a lot of things that hinge off of this phone that I'm doing, um, and I'm really maximizing the potential of the phone. You know, decreasing the, the amount of screen time that I'm using to improve my overall mental health, um, you know, using the uh, built-in camera to improve my filmmaking and my YouTube channel and other content creation platforms. Um, potentially, I might actually start tweeting more with some photos. I know that's not what you're supposed to use it for, but I'm going to experiment and see how that goes. Um, posting shorts with the phone as well. Um, and then using the DSLR to improve my gaming content and also IRL interaction with the boys on Discord and also this podcast because once that happens I will start uploading to YouTube with the uh, video of myself potentially um, we'll see how that goes um, I'm not 100% sure how I want to do that yet um, but I will use that as a way to improve the podcast as well so all of the things are being maximized their potentiality you know, I don't, I don't do anything for a sole reason, if that makes any sense. I definitely weigh the options and I make sure I maximize the potential of anything that I'm doing. Um, like even this podcast, I don't just sit down and record the podcast. I make sure that it's edited well. I make sure that I support um, indie brands and have good content ideas. I don't necessarily write scripts, but I do spend about a week on every topic to make sure I have the idea of it in my brain so that I don't have as many lulls or grasping for what I want to talk about. Um, and then things with my phone. Um, I'm constantly improving my use case and why I'm on my phone and being very aware of why I'm using it and how long I'm using it, what I'm using it for, 
and if I can improve um, how I'm doing that. So I'm always thinking about everything. Um, and I have, I have an interesting um, thought about that, about, uh, you know, the classic of always be closing your ABCs. I have a very similar idea that I'm working on trying to make a mnemonic that's very simple like that, but I'm always thinking about not just content, but I'm always thinking, I'm always aware of what I'm doing. Um, I don't just do things to do things, if that makes any sense. It always has to have a reason and always needs to be the best it can be because doing any less doesn't satisfy me and isn't necessary. Um, I might as well do something to the best of my ability so that other people can also benefit from it or I can benefit even more, if that makes sense. So um, I have a really deep idea about that, but that's something that I need to conversate with another human being about and bounce off of because that's not necessarily... I've thought about that concept for a really long time and it's not something that I can express in words by myself. Um, that has to be something that is in a conversation with another human being. So I'm working on finding somebody that can do that with me, but, uh, you know, I haven't yet. So expect that at some point, eventually, you know, I don't know. Um, but, um, uh, with that being said, you know, this is a kind of a shorter one, uh, because I don't really have much else to talk about. I'm just really excited about getting the new phone. Um, and to all the people that, you know, are apple haters and call you sheeps for doing it um thank you for degrading a human being for no reason um absolutely no reason to be hating on somebody for what phone they want to use um my reasoning is because the iphone does it the best um and that made everybody that uses the um one plus and the google pixel um, hate my guts and the people that are using Samsung or any other third-party trash are probably like yeah Apple does have the best all-in-one stuff and I really wish that my um, developer of choice wouldn't uh, max out on screen resolution and not do anything with battery life or whatever else that happens to you um, so it's a it's pretty mixed bag there um, but what I mean by iPhone does it the best Apple does it the best is not their phone the OnePlus, whatever the newest one is, the Pixel 5a, and in my opinion, the Samsung Galaxy Flip 3, or Z Flip 3, or whatever the numbers is, the Flip, the newest one that came out, they all do phone, smartphones better. You know, they all have the good refresh rate, they all have the high quality cameras, they have the great screens, they have really good batteries. They all have the same phone chargers and capacity and all that stuff. And their phone plans are, you know, those are the same across the board of anybody. Um, and then they don't have as ridiculous of a price point. They spend more time on those devices. They don't have four of them that are releasing every time. They aren't also working on other products. So they can really hone that one product that year that they release it. Um... And so being on Android also allows them to have more third-party um, developers to do things for them, not, you know, the phone itself, but, you know, the app store and other functionalities of the phone um, makes them way better. Um, but what I mean by iPhone does it the best is the entire ecosystem. The ability to have the iPhone, I've already talked about this in understanding technology, if I'm not mistaken, and a little bit as well. Um, and automate the friction away but 
the ability for the iPhone to be your root, to be your center, to be your shrine in the ecosystem. And then, you know, having the peripheral of the watch to give you haptic, to give you quick time um, view of notifications, um, reminders, um, any uh, health things so like your workouts, your standing, all of those move goals, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, easy access to phone, to weather, or not necessarily to phone, to time, to weather, um, and other general notifications that you may need to quick glance. And then also having the massive iPad ability to, you know, the camera's good, but having the ability to larger media consumption for larger battery life and then pushes you slightly into the laptop space um, and allows you to be more versatile and have, you know, the full office suite or Google suite to do larger data processing um, and other web application, higher fidelity web application uh, work um, on the go, which is fantastic. And then going in to the actual laptop space of the MacBook series, um, being able to use high quality, in my opinion, computer parts, systems, ecosystem, um, the OS itself, Mac OS is fantastic. I've been using it on my iPad Air since 2013. And that, that laptop is still godlike. I still get seven hours on that battery. Granted, the internal storage is kind of meh. The visuals aren't the best. It's technically 720p. But the fact is, it still runs in 2021 on all of the current updates to every piece of software that OS has always run and all the new stuff. Um, so the longevity is fantastic. And then you also have the other extensions, peripherals of the TV um, and the, you know, audio as well. The three different versions of the AirPods or four, I think the four is rumored, but three. Um, and then all of, all of that is just hardware. That's not even beginning to talk about the software features of iMessage and FaceTime. Being able to connect to millions of people worldwide, no problem, um, is fantastic. Being able to use, you know, the same apps natively across all platforms is another huge thing right now. Um, being able to um, move data through iCloud encrypted end to end on 256, if I'm not mistaken, um, is amazing. It's godlike. And all of it can be synced up together across all of your devices and be instantaneously pulled up and down that pipe onto any device. And it all works. You know, like I can record something on my iPhone and then drop it in the iCloud, go to my iPad, manipulate it in Lightroom or whatever. Um, and then, well, you know, I've used Premiere or Final Cut, sorry, on there. And then f Final Touch it on, you know, put a little bit more on the MacBook. Um, you can do a little bit more. Processing isn't the greatest. And then going to your main machine, you know, your, your Mac, you know, the big boy, the iMac, doing actual d deep, um, high-quality color correction and then processing faster than the speed of light and then transferring it back to your iPhone to post onto YouTube seamlessly is amazing. That ecosystem is the best ever. Like not even just like in the phone universe, just ever. You're, you know, it's better than Windows because of that. Windows is fantastic for gaming. Don't get me wrong. Windows wins. Microsoft wins in gaming, but they've also, that's what they've spent their lives on since they started making the Xbox, where they originally started. I mean, obviously, yeah, Bill Gates did Windows XP, all the stuff before then, Vista, ME, you know, Windows 98, all that stuff. I understand they've been in the processing business for years. What I'm saying is they staked their life 
in the Xbox and improving the gaming experience. And then that really became clear when they gave away Windows 10 for free. And to the extent now Windows 11 um, is just free. If you had a Windows 7 of any kind, you could just upgrade to Windows 10 for free. Um, Windows 8 you had to buy to go to. But if you stayed on Windows 7, I mean, in Windows 8 you do the same thing, but it's because people hate Windows 8. But you just had a free install of Windows 10. No questions asked. So that was huge for Windows, you know, and then they are doubling down on Windows 11 to open up the Xbox Game Bar into just being the Microsoft Store. Um, but they have really, really spent their time on gaming, not the ecosystem. They tried to do the phone, it didn't work. They just couldn't do it. But Apple has done it, and they're the only one that can do it. Um, I don't think anybody else can get in that space and do it as well as they do. <laughs> and it's going to be very difficult to do if anybody tries. Google is the closest to doing it with their Chromebook series, um, but that's a uh, niche of business and school only. And it's very rare that schools would be giving out Pixel phones to their students. <laughs> so uh, it's just a niche case, whereas Mac OS is aimed you know, the OS, the Mac OS itself is aimed at production quality and more niche businesses. Um, but the iPhone is marketed to anybody and you can get anybody into the ecosystem and then slowly introduce them to the other things. It's amazing. And then of course, you know, um, that reminds me of the Apple Card, which I'm going to make an entire episode about the Apple Card in the future when I actually sign up for it and I use it. But Apple getting into the finance space is going to be incredible. You know, they have the wallet. They allow you to use your other finance items, but they're practically giving out the Apple Card for free. And getting into that space is very dangerous. But again, having that ecosystem where I can use four different devices to pay for things as well as the fifth option of having the titanium card is amazing and uh that's why i believe in apple and that's why i still use the iphone regardless of any controversies data leaks um hacking you know the pegasus um things that are happening right now is very sketchy but it's not my problem Pegasus is being targeted towards journalists and world leaders, not some Geo on a podcast <laughs> about whatever he's feeling about talking about that week. Um, they're not after me. And so I don't care that Pegasus is happening. I'm still going to buy the phone regardless of it. However, but that is to say, sorry, not however. That is because, to explain myself, that is because this piece of malware isn't even malware. It's specifically crafted by a foreign nation's private team that doesn't technically work for them because that would be illegal if a country owned the business, but they do work for them in Israel. We all know this. I don't remember exactly what the brand is right now, but... They are a security firm for worldwide corporations. They get contracted to build these things specifically to target world leaders. So that's why I'm not worried about Pegasus. And I don't blame Apple for it um, because they have global superpowers working against them. It's not surprising that it happened. <laughs> um, so as long as they're taking measures to protect the layman and the general population that use it. Uh, yeah, cool. 
um, you should be doing that, and you should also be trying to not let world leaders be uh, snooped as well. So I commend Apple for that as well. Um, you know, those things aside, that's why I use Apple, and that's why I trust Apple, and why I can't leave it. <laughs> um, you know, I've tried to quantify other reasons and come up with excuses to move away from the Apple um, ecosystem for years since the iPhone 7 you know when I just had the phone and you know whatever came inside that box um, and then I just couldn't and then I got a MacBook Air for college and then that really pushed it even farther because I was taking notes on both my phone and also memos and then using the uh, MacBook to edit them and keep everything organized better um, and then the following Christmas getting the AirPods and the watch pretty much sunk me in indefinitely um, which that's currently where I stand right now but I've decided to stop fighting it and decided to embrace it so you know of course I um, have moved into like I said getting the 12 mini getting the Apple card to bring in the financial aspect of getting all of the Apple stuff cheaper um, and then buying the iPad and then after that I will be buying probably another MacBook because I need a new one um, and then finally probably an iMac because why not <laughs> we'll see if that actually happens I don't know if I'll buy an iMac or not I will still be buying new phones, um, probably in a two-year cycle like I do, two to three years. Um, you know, the XR is now technically three generations behind the 13, because it just released like last month. But at that time, I will go up to the model from the previous year. Will probably be what happens, unless something amazing happens that I just have to. There's a certain feature that I have to have that is negligible, negligible in price. Like I could afford both. Um, I will opt for the smaller one, you know, the previous generation, unless there's just that key feature that I really want on the newest model. Um, and then same thing with the watch. I have a three right now. I can't update it anymore, and I get the notification every morning. It's very annoying because um, watch OS 8 is out, and I'm on 6.4 something. I'm really far behind. Um, so I will probably be buying the 7, not this year, but next year. Hopefully they don't release another one. Usually that's a two or three year cycle, but I'll be buying the seven because I do like the always on display. I think that's a very nice touch of the watch. Um, and my battery on my watch in a day is less than it's, you know, it's above 70% always. So I don't use the watch heavily. So having the always on display is going to put me at like 60 or 50% at the end of the day, which is totally fine with me. So. I will be buying that one probably next year. That'll probably be my second purchase because it'll be smaller. Um, the, the plan is to apply for the card in the middle of November uh, once my second or third statement comes through on my Discover card, which really allows me to have a solid credit score um, to allow me to have the um, unsecured Apple, which I think I think that one is minimum $2,000. That's the idea is I want to get that one to allow me to afford the new iPad, which is like $750, I think is the one I have in my cart currently, um, and then would allow me to pay that off within the year. Um, and then I would, of course, tack on the watch once it lowers in price under $300 is what I'm looking for, throwing that on there um, and spending another year or so paying those two items off. And then by then, all three of my current items will be paid, and then from there, you know, 
I'll skyrocket into millions of dollars by then, so it won't really matter. And it'll just be a nice, easy way to boost credit score. So, with that being said, I think I filled out the last of the 10 minutes that I really wanted to talk about things. Um, I do appreciate you guys coming in and listening. Um, I'm excited about the phone. You don't have to be excited for me because I do it enough for all of us. Um, but it is, hopefully, it is useful for you to not, you know, I'm not trying to convert anybody to the Apple ecosystem. It doesn't matter to me if you use iPhone or not. Um, as long as you like what you're using, that's all that matters. Um, but for the people that are in the ecosystem that are finding a reason to get out, don't listen. <laughs> you shouldn't listen to this podcast. Um, but the people that want to get in, hopefully this will be a good starting point to kind of allow you to think about it a little bit differently and prioritize things differently than you might have before or else confirming what you were already um, guessing about the ecosystem. Um, so either way, whatever way you lean on that, at the very least, I hope that you enjoyed the episode and you found some reason to um, come back for the next one. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, you know, have a good evening. Um, I'll see you next week, potentially even on the weekend. No, not this one. You won't see me this weekend, but... Um, have a good week. Uh, I'll see you on the 25th. Enjoy your time. Think about life. Um, potentially think about joining the Discord. Um, I'll link that. And it's actually a Patreon link, but it's just because of posterity reasons to make sure you're, um, everybody goes through the same funnel kind of thing. Um, and then, of course, shout out to Hotel Pools for the music at the end of this episode. Well, just in the entire episode, but especially this version here at the end. Um, I appreciate that human being. They make great music. Check them out. Link is also in the show notes. Um, it's just a Bandcamp link. Um, they got some fire stuff. They just released a new song slash album, which I don't know if this will be currently playing. Um, it just depends on if it's on Bandcamp and I buy it or not. We'll just see what happens. But thank you for coming by, everybody. Um, have a great day, and uh, I'll see you next week. <laughs>